getting high as we speak. How are you? I'm doing good. How high are you? I am getting higher okay. as we speak. I <laughs> uh, had a great weekend in Charlevoix. Saw a lot of my family. Wasn't the best reason to get together, but yeah, uh, it's a reason. And we got together and I saw everybody and it was super cool. And Charlevoix is gorgeous. Also I, I stayed at the cutest motel in Atwood. It was adorable we have to go back there this summer just mm-hmm. to stay there sounds good yes welcome to michigan murders and music welcome where, where we discuss murders in our gorgeous state and top it off with a little homegrown music leaving you with a happy ending and on a good note do you have an explicit content warning for I, us i do because i am sure i'm yeah. surely gonna swear so her highness will say some naughty words tainted it, and we want to, you know, give a little heads up so that Shit parents can quickly, quickly get their children out of the room while you're listening to oh this. Oh my God. And don't let them ride in the back seat oh, while you're listening to this. Definitely not. If your young son poops in the garage and then comes in and says, Mommy, poop. <laughs> and... Then, as the mommy, you dutifully clean his little hands, and then he sweetly escorts you to the garage where he shows you proudly what he has done. Yeah, and that, then he tries to clean it up by wiping his towel yeah, yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's not on us. That's n- If your kid does that kind of stuff... He's probably been listening to us or something. Absolutely. Just, yep. He's a poop Ill behavior. He's a garage pooper. <laughs> we don't have insurance for garage poopers. We don't. And if your kid poops in the garage... Definitely not on us. For sure. For sure. Hats off to mommies and Daddies and little boys everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> you never know what your boy's going to do next. I, oh, the fathers understand are, this stuff. You know, they, are guy, guys are like, hey, that sounds about right. I, I'd do that now if I could. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to us and allowing us to seep into your earballs. Your Highness. What? Do you have new listeners? I do. Well, I only know of two of them. I know of Kathleen Trollard. Okay. And Rochelle Thomas. Stop mocking me right I'm now. I'm not. It's it feels like good. a sauna up in here. It is. It's, well, and I, I know thermometer. I wanted a sauna. But, 80 degrees. Oh, I'm rolling up my shirt and my gut is sticking <laughs> out. And Boot proudly rolled his shirt up <laughs> over his ties <laughs> to mock me because I'm oh, you sitting can see here sweating. Oh. Oh, hey. Oh, all right, shirts back down. Who are we featuring as a band this week? We're featuring a, a really cool band out of Lansing called Jen's Apartment. Jen's Apartment. You guys absolutely have to get a hold of me through our Instagramming that we've been doing and tell me how in the fuck you came up with that name because it's fantastic. I love it. Yep. Where are you go? Who are you going to see? Jen's Apartment. What? 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 Where? At Jen's Apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, who's Jen? We got to find out. Yeah, 
is Jen and And I want to see her apartment. Me too. Probably doesn't exist anymore. It raises all kinds of questions. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to today, Boo? We're going to Flint. And we have covered Flint Mm -hmm. before. It's right about in the middle of the mitten. Throw that hand up. That kind of. Pretty much straight over. You're from. just you're flowing your mitten around like this. Well, you can't see it. It's right. It's right there. Duh. Duh. You know where Flint is. Oh my God. We are talking today about Elios Abulazam. I'm gonna say it wrong every time. Prisoner number eight four two six five eight is currently residing within a half an hour from our home. Really close. Too close. Way yep. too close. Ernest Seabrook's facility over in Muskegon. Very, oh my God, that fucking well fly is still in here. I oh, shoot get, get it out the window. Out. That's a different fly. Elias Abulazam was born on August 29, 1976 in Ramla, Israel to a very wealthy Arab and Christian family. He was the youngest of six children. Can you imagine having six children? Mm. Woo, cray, cray. And his father died when he was just a boy. He moved to the United States with his family when he was a child after his mother remarried. At one point in his youth, he tried to commit suicide and was admitted to a psychiatric facility where doctors said he was psychotic. Uh, yeah. I wonder if that was the legit the diagnosis. The diagnosis. Is that? It must be, Yeah. Like, Abu Lazam lived in several places throughout his adult life, including Texas, where he met and married his second wife, Jessica. They were only married for three years when Jessica had enough of his mentally abusive bullshit, and she divorced him in 2007. He then lived in Leesburg, Virginia with his sister, where he worked as a mental health technician in a psychiatric facility until 2008. How does that even happen? I know. He's already committed suicide. He or tried he committed suicide. Yeah, that's why <laughs> yeah. we're still talking about him. He's such an asshole. <laughs> Anyways, how does that happen? He's been diagnosed as psychotic. How do you go work as a technician in a psychiatric facility? I know. What the actual fuck? It's not like this was nineteen oh eight. Yep. We had computers. His coworkers described them. Him as a gentle giant, as Elius, 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 Elius was six foot four and two hundred and seventy five pounds. That's a that's a big boy. That's a big dude. That's a healthy healthy human. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's scary. During his stay in Leesburg, he was again entered into a psychiatric facility after he stabbed a friend in the neck in two thousand nine. Well, he's just a really good friend, isn't he? Hey, yeah. buddy, uh, come over here. Yeah, we're Stab friends. Stab you in the jugular. We're best friends, right? Hey, bud. Well, no. Hey, man. This is what I do to my buds, yeah? Oh, my God. Not much is known. That's ab- fucking nuts. Yeah, not not much is known about him between his stay in Virginia and May 24th, 2010, when he moved with his uncle on the far east side of Flint, Michigan. Well, you know, the east side's always a scary side because west side's the best side. His uncle got him a job at a nearby liquor store, and two days after Elias arrived in Flint, the police got a report of a stabbing. The 31-year-old victim died at the scene, and there were no witnesses to that crime. 
I actually heard that a policeman drove by the body and said it looked like a, a pile of clothes. clothes. And he sent other policemen back to check it out, and it was it was a body. Gross. It was that 31-year-old victim. It's gross. Almost a month later, on June 21st, 2010, another man was found stabbed to death in Flint. And no witnesses for this attack either? Nope. No witnesses. Uh, just a while later, like five days, June 26th, a man was waiting for the bus when... Elius. Fuck his name. Opened the hood of his Chevy Blazer and asked the man for help. When the man went over to Elius, Elius stabbed him in the stomach. He survived and was able to describe Elius to the police. All of his victims were men, mostly black, and had a scrawny build. I see something happening here. The survivors would all describe the situation similarly. Elias would ask for help with his car or ask for directions to kind of pull the people in near him. And then when they got near him, he would stab them in the stomach. And because he was such a large man, it literally lifted them off the ground. And it would result in slicing like from the abdomen all the way up to the chest. That's gross. That takes one victim had had stab wounds, wounds on his arms and hands because he was trying to keep him Elius from cutting off his face. What? Yeah, he was, he had, those are Uh, called protection wounds. Good heavens. I can't even, I can't even imagine having wounds on my arms. That would be really gross. None of the victims were robbed. He just stabbed people for the heck of it. Yeah, we heard one of the guy, this is kind of silly, but one of the guy, they actually found two wallets on him. Oh my God, we joked about it. We did. We joked. That like the victim had already robbed somebody. That guy had just robbed somebody <laughs> of his wallet. So he had two, uh, I don't know. That was right, just our. Right. Was, it's inappropriate. It's totally inappropriate. <laughs> on August 4th, police in Genesee County told its residents what they already probably knew. Did I say probably? Probably. That there was a serial stabber in the area. There were too many similarities for there to be more than one person responsible for these attacks. As soon as this was announced, the attack stopped in Flint anyways, because Elias had already gone back to visit his sister in Leesburg, Virginia. Mm. A stabbing was reported by a jogger in Leesburg that same evening that the jogger survived. The same evening he went to town, he mm. had to kill well, you instantly. Gotta. Oh my <sighs> God. August 5th in Arlington, Virginia, police had pulled Elias over for a traffic violation. They did a background check and found that Elias had been wanted for a misdemeanor assault charge from his former brother-in-law. Insulted and probably assaulted his brother-in-law. What a dick. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I understand not liking your brother-in-law. Yeah, but he's banging his sister. Oh, my God. What do you expect? You're so gross. Well, he was being held. His vehicle was impounded, of course. And the the police searched his vehicle, and they found a knife and a hammer in the driver's side door. I mean, come th- on. You would find that in our door. Dude, this gets really messed up. I have really two knives in the side of my door right now. Yeah. The weapons and the vehicle were returned to Elias later that day because police had no idea of his connection to Flint. 
yeah, th- this is so messed up. It's they fucked. had him. They had him. <laughs> they let him go. They had him in Jesus. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Slipped out from under their little finners. Two more attacks happened in Leesburg using both a knife and a hammer. I guess he wanted to mix it up a little bit. I mean, his arm was getting sore from... Yeah. It takes a lot, and I bet he couldn't do it left-handed. Ow, that just hurt my shoulder trying to do it left-handed. His last attack happened in Toledo, Ohio, on August 7th, where he would stab a man standing outside the church after asking him for directions. Now you're going to do it in front of the house of the Lord? Of course, it doesn't matter. You are getting ballsy there, Mr. Elias. Jeez. A task force from Genesee County led by Michigan State Police with 14 full-time investigators was established. A manhunt was now underway. Officially underway. What'd they call it? I forget. It was was like this. Yeah, it it was a weird name. Serial killer something task force. A tip hotline was established on August 11th. Over 300 tips poured in from the public in less than a day. But it was tip number 314 in that particular exact number that would crack the case wide open. It was from a woman who said the suspect looked like a man named Elias Abuzulaliam <laughs> that worked for her father at Kingwater Market, a liquor store in Mount Morris Township, Michigan. Police looked into the tip. They looked through surveillance videos and saw Elius, who fit the description. They also saw his green over gold Chevy Trailblazer. His boss let them know about Elius's sister in Leesburg, Virginia, and that he had recently gone there to see her. Police now had a connection to the attacks in Virginia and the one in Ohio. They're putting together the dots. Police obtained a phone number for Elius and they were able to get his current location. He was at the airport in Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. Kentucky. <laughs> I got to say that shit right. Louisville, Kentucky. By the time they had all the information they needed and a warrant for his arrest, he was at his next stop in Atlanta, Georgia. Through a quick coordinated effort, they gathered a team together at the Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport in Atlanta, Georgia. They are ready to take this bitch down mm-hmm. the minute he stepped off the plane. Yep. They have them. On August 11th, Elius was paged to the boarding desk where he was arrested. He was only 15 minutes away from boarding a flight to Israel. Oh, he was about to get would, on the plane. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. That would have made yeah. things really then, fucking yeah. complicated oh, with the goodness. whole he gotten away process. With it. I don't know. After his arrest, he went back to Michigan to answer for his crimes. While awaiting trial, he was held in solitary confinement. Actually, that was the very first thing I thought. What happens to this guy in jail? Because he blatantly targeted black people. He'd be killing his inmate buddies. Yeah, I think they might be coming after him, is what I was thinking. If they knew. In September of 2010, prosecutors decided to move forward with just the open count of murder. The trial began on May 8th, 2012. Prosecutors presented the evidence, which included the murder victim's blood on a pair of Elius's pants and also in his Chevy Trailblazer. They also had video surveillance from a nearby party store with the Trailblazer on it. 50 witnesses, 50, 
were called to give their testimony, including the surviving stab victims. Those dudes. That's useful. Freaking rock. Mm -hmm. Elias's attorneys would try to paint him as insane, even calling a psychiatrist, Dr. Miller, to the stand, who had evaluated Elias twice in 2011. He said that Elias heard voices that urged him to attack the men, and he was powerless to resist them. It was these delusions, along with all of the frequent moves and being a poor student when he was in school and the two divorces, that led Dr. Miller to this diagnosis. Mm. Jesus, if that was the case, half of America would be serial stabbers. I was thinking the same thing. Good Lord. And (laughs) also, didn't they already decide way back when that he was psychotic? Yeah, they did. Did they? But they closed down all the mental health institutions, so they're like, well, there's no place to put him, so put him back on the streets. He didn't commit a real crime. The prosecution called three expert rebuttal witnesses that testified. While Elius may have a personality disorder and a lack of empathy, he was sane at the time of his crimes. Proof of that would be that Elius lulled his victims to a false sense of security before attacking, as well as the steps he took to avoid capture. Yeah, like when he would ask people for vehicle help. It, it I won't some- stop and help anybody with their vehicle Mm -mm. because of stories like this. Nope. I won't pick up a hitchhiker either. Not happening. On May 22, 2012, it took the jury only two hours and 23 minutes to convict... Convict? Convict? I hear an airplane. Elius of the first-degree murder. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Slam. After the conviction, the judge dismissed the other... 10 charges against Elius. They could be brought up again later, but the prosecution, prosecution, the prostitution (laughs) wanted to spare the victims the additional pain and we, the taxpayers, the additional cost. Well, thank you, judge, for once somebody thinks about the taxpayers. Yeah, we don't have enough money. This guy really shouldn't even be alive right now. Things have not been. really shouldn't. They shouldn't. Things have not been quiet for Elius in prison. In November 2010, he was arraigned on five counts of assaulting a prison guard. Five counts. That means five times he assaulted a prison guard. I wonder if it's the same guard or different prison guards. I don't know. Also, I used to work with somebody who was a prison guard. Oh, you did? she said she would never do that again. It sounds like just a shit show. I would hate it. May 2017, with the agreement that he couldn't be prosecuted for the crime... Elius admitted to killing a former neighbor when he lived in Virginia in 2009. Elius has never offered an explanation for his stabbing spree in the summer of 2010. He's quite comfortable with the title of the Flint Serial Slasher. Yeah, that's what all the news people call them. He's still causing trouble in prison to this day. He keeps trying to get his murder conviction overturned. He claims that... The pretrial notoriety of his of his murders tainted the Gross. jury pool. Tainted it. Now we're talking about taints. Yeah. I like taint and I cannot lie. As of January. Explicit content warning. Brown taint in your face, you oh get my God. As of January two thousand nineteen. <laughs> Elius has seven different disciplinary reports, including violent interactions with guards and other inmates, 
fights, threats, and the possession of a six and, and a half-inch half long shank made of plexiglass, plexiglass under his mattress. mattress. Sneak a shank. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you guys I can get sneak so many sneak a shanks. Just put it in your butt and bring Dude, it to the prison. They're easy. They come yeah. in white. They come in black. They're plastic. If you love your friend enough you'll, to you'll sneak put a one shank in your butt into them, you'll put them in. It's. I yeah. think it's a genius idea. It's not morally correct to do, yeah. but it's a great idea. I personally think it's a great idea. Yeah, that's gonna well, be my million dollar money maker yeah. right there. Well, use your use your butt and, and <laughs> make yourself a million them. bucks. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I could go see this guy in jail. Probably. Yeah, I can oh, test. No, him. somebody already beat you to it. Ah, oh, shit. The state appeals court declined to overturn his conviction, and the state Supreme Court declined to hear his case. Uh-huh. Sorry. So he's, he's you stabbed violently stabbed numerous people. One you tried to take his face off. You don't get another chance, nope. Mr. Abulad Kashimula. Yeah. I'm not whatever doing his that. Name is. I just am bad at names. Elius, whatever. Yeah. Wow. So crazy. Oh, it's nuts. That was a fucking nutty story. So the dude should have been stopped from years ago. When he first yeah. was diagnosed as a psychic, psychic, Psych- psychotic, <laughs> psychotic. Yeah, that's really, really fucked. It's up. messed up. No excuses as to why he went after black people. Must have had a bad experience, maybe in his I, life. I don't know. Or maybe he was just opportunistic and you know went to a an area where he felt like he could get away with it easier. It's hard Do to you say. You have a happy ending. Yes, we have a great band. Because I've had a lot of sad going on lately. This guy doesn't help. He only lives 30 minutes away and we're still paying for his health insurance. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's lifting weights and making himself even Uh, more imposing. Who do we have to talk about tonight? I have a bio I need to read on it, too, by the way. We are featuring a band out of Lansing, Michigan called Jen's Apartment. Apartment. Self-described as an American rock band from Lansing, Michigan, formed in 2004. The band is composed of founding member and lead vocalist and guitarist Roy Kirby, bassist Chris Davis, and drummer Justin Pine. Releasing nine studio albums to date, they are known for their energetic and tight live shows along with their tuneful, instantly memorable songs, Big Smiles, and Friendly Attitudes. Nice bunch of guys. Sounds like a bunch of nice guys. Would you like to hear their song? Oh, yeah. I. You better play it like right now. Here we go. Bye. Sick of being broker than a broken record. Voice horse from cursing with the effort. Trying over and over like we're pushing a boulder up a hill and stormy weather. I'm sick of trying so hard to stay.
Thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music. Please rate the show wherever you listen. Michigan Murders and Music is produced by The Boots. Episodes are researched and written by Your Highness. Edited by Your Highness. Views and opinions are the sole stupidity of us and us alone. Don't blame others, please. Listening to this podcast could quite possibly cause major problems to your earballs and definitely will mess up your kids. Permission has been given to us by the bands and we purchase our music on Bandcamp.com. Support your local music scene and all local music scenes.